things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. It's K-Dub, and I want to welcome you to another edition of All Things Theology. I just want to give a quick shout out to those who have been listening through the YouTube app, through the podcast app. Man, um, your support has been overwhelming. Um, I've had tons of uh, new subscribers, new listeners, new followers. And I just want to thank you guys for all the support. It means a lot. Um, I, I try to produce theological content that will help you to enrich your soul, uh, all those things. And so, hey, just a quick shout out to all the new listeners and all the old listeners who've been holding it down since I had like <laughs> two, three people listen to these videos. And so, hey, shout out to you guys for rocking with me for so long. Today, I want to talk about Calvinism. Someone recently told, or yeah, pretty recently told me, hey, you don't talk about Calvinism a lot lately. And it's like, okay, I, hey, this for you, man, whoever said that. But uh, I wanted to make this video too because, like I said, I have a lot of have a lot of new listeners, uh, a lot of people who've been rocking with me for a while who aren't necessarily Calvinists, who aren't who aren't Reformed. And so I want to make this video to talk about why and how I became a Calvinist. Uh, what led me down that journey? Why do I hold to Calvinism, The what is commonly uh, laid out as uh, the tulip system? Why do I hold to it? Um, and so I want to take that time because a lot of people... Like I said, I think there are new listeners who maybe don't they don't know I'm Calvinist. They'll say something like harsh about Calvinists, and I say, "Well, I'm a Calvinist," and, and then we'll have a little uh, discussion through the comment section. And so, yeah, a lot of people wonder, "Hey, well, you know, why are you Calvinist? How did you become Calvinist? Like, how could you hold to a demonic doctrines of demons? You know, <laughs> all the uh, the anti-Calvinist bents or." Um, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, who are Calvinists, uh, the common critiques we get. So I just want to lay out how I became Calvinist. So I've been a Christian for about 11 years, 11 years, I would, probably about 11 years, coming up on 12. All right. So 11 years and, you know, I was, those who know my channel, I, I love, I love music. Christian hip hop was a very influential a lot of back in the day, a lot of guys were formed. That's a whole nother take, uh, discussion about the state of Christian hip hop right now. But man, I was listening to guys like, and still do, guys like uh, Timothy Brindle, Shy Lynn, um, you know, all the, the Lamp Mode Cats. Uh, yeah, Beautiful Eulogy. Uh, very early on in my walk, even Reach Records, very early on my, on my walk, pointed me to, I would say, uh, biblical ideas. And in concepts to where I didn't know where reformed theology was, but I was holding to some some reformed doctrines without even knowing it. And so this is where I, this is like the intro into like where I fully became reformed and started finding out what it is. So I uh, man, this had to be 2012, 2011, had to be 2011 because I had been. And I want to give like the right day. I, I, I think it was 2012. Had to be 2012. All right. And so um, I was really blessed by Shylin. Uh, a lot of people who know me personally know this story. But a lot of people know this, know personally who know me, um, know that 
man, Shylin's music I think is great. I love the explicit um, emphasis of Jesus Christ and his music. I love that the unashamedness of uh, preaching Christ and him crucified. And so that's always attracted me to his music. In a day and in the age of the uh, Christian hip hop where that's very unpopular, Shylin has uh, stuck to the mold of preaching Christ and him crucified. And so I've always enjoyed that. You know, even early on, I saw these like shifts and I was like, man, I'm, I'm rocking with Shy because um, he's preaching the Bible. And that's what I've tried to emulate in my music. Um, those who know me as an artist, I wanted I've always had a desire to preach, preach Christ, preach theology. Um, that was that's the content I try to provide. And so I was listening to his music. And if you know Shaolin's music, he has an album called The Atonement. And man, just preaching a lot of just biblical-centered ideas. And he has a song on that album called Mission Accomplished. Now, <laughs> you know, the hood goes like, Lord knows he tried, right? And so he's talking about people who say, like, Jesus tries to save, but he's failing, right? And, you know, the reform view is that um, Jesus came and he accomplished the very mission that the Father gave. Uh, for him to do that is to save sinners right matthew 121 his name shall be called jesus for he will save his people from their sins not try not you know try to do it all, all these things and so man uh, but it wasn't the first listen that got me it was when i started memorizing the lyrics and i'm rapping along i'm probably driving to work one day or driving home from work and it finally hit me what that song was talking about and I was like, yo, I've never heard this. But my immediate reaction was to go to back to scripture, not just go, well, Shai's crazy, you know, let's do crazy, man. Um, because I, and I guess what was so helpful for me at that time, I was already having a lot of theological shifts at that time because I was coming out of reformed theology. I was coming out of word of faith theology. And so my uh, my doctrines were, my theology was shifting a lot. So it was almost like I put everything on the table and said, let me go to the Bible and examine what I've been told. You know, I was very, um, you know, yeah, I just was not liking a lot of the word of faith uh, teachings because it contradicted scripture, you know, did not have a high view of the sovereignty of God. And I started to become discipled by someone who really started teaching me total depravity without knowing that was the name for it. He, he didn't have a, a concept of systematic theology to where a lot of these things were systematized. But I was I was learning Reformed theology, and I was understand, he was teaching uh, me some things like total depravity and election without knowing TULIP. And so, but formally speaking, uh, limited atonement was actually the first point I heard. And I know for a lot of people, um, the L... And tulip is like the hardest doctrine. And that was like the first one I accepted, like formally, you know. Um, but yeah, in the song, um, Shaolin speaks about Jesus didn't come and die for everybody, but he died for all those who believe. And that was quite a huge distinction in my theology, knowing that Jesus actually accomplished the mission the Father gave for him to do. And so um, after that song, after, I, I, didn't, I didn't go away believing it after I finally understood what he was talking about. What I said, what I did was go to the Bible 
I started reading books about this subject. I read uh, The Sovereignty of God by A.W. Pink. I started listening to a lot of uh, lectures and interviews on this, uh, uh, dialogues on this uh, topic, and find myself very convinced of the scriptural argument, uh, specifically for limited atonement. Like I said, then I found out there was, oh, there's this, there's this tulip. There's, it's, it's not just limited atonement in a vacuum, right? It's in, interconnected with uh, the total depravity of God, uh, total depravity of man, um, the unconditional election of God, um, irresistible grace and the uh, perseverance of the saints. Um, and so, and, and all that is umbrella under the sovereignty of God, right? And so um, I was just very like in amazement with the sovereignty of God at that point and still am to this day that God is sovereign over all things. And so for me, um, it was not following a specific person um, or it wasn't getting in because I saw it as popular. I'll say that because I didn't know anyone else who believed this when I started affirming these these things as a system, as a, you know, as a more of a systematized way of understanding maybe some concepts I was already coming into uh, through being discipled. But formerly, I, I knew no one who believed what I was believing. And so in one, in one sense, I felt all alone. But then, you know, I came into the reform world, uh, the young, restless reform world, um, not jumping on a bandwagon, not jumping on the uh, on a particular person because um, I came in because I was like, I'm convinced the Bible teaches this, you know, not, oh man, I really like that pastor. You know, it wasn't John MacArthur that convinced me or, or et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, it went, I went to the Bible. Um, the Bible was my starting uh, point. It was the foundational, uh, yeah, the foundation for why I believed Calvinism to be true. And there, you know, there are some people who, who um, may watch this video and they may, you know, they may not be Calvinists. Okay, I get it. And some of their arguments may be, well, show me Calvin in the Calvinism in the Bible. And, and it's really these kind of uh, concepts that are leading people, I, I believe, to erroneous, to error. Because there's lots of things that, the concepts that aren't in the Bible that you believe. Trinity is in the Bible. Heck, Bible isn't in the Bible. Um, but you believe these things. Um, and so I hope people don't get caught up into arguments like that because... Um, I I think we have to be more learned than that, more more in, um, studied than that, um, to not look for verbatim for verbatim, you know, where you look for the exact language or it's not true. Uh, but no, I believe that the concepts of Calvinism um, are true. Whether you want to call yourself a Calvinist or say you hold to Calvinism, Calvinism isn't isn't what this video is about, and I could care less. As long as you're affirming biblical truths, I could care less what you're calling it. And so, yeah, for me, that was my journey. Um, really, it was really just being pointed back to the Bible uh, for, for all these things. And, um, you know, got a local church and started maturing and, and um, being able to explain these things better. And, man, like, I am I'm completely blown away when it comes to the sovereignty of God to this day because... I recognize that the same God that dealt with Isaiah, Paul, you know, that the God who says uh, it's 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 all up to him. You know, it's 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 the glory is his. You know, what what he purposes, what he plans to come about shall come about. And it's all for his glory. And when you understand the creation, 
the creature creator creator uh, distinction, it really helped me understand that that God does all his as he pleases. You know, he, he doesn't need my permission. He doesn't need my acceptance of something. God does as he pleases as the sovereign king. And so, like I said, that was my journey to Calvinism and, and, and why, why, uh, how, how and why I came to believe these things. Like I said, it was the Bible that convinced me. It wasn't reading John Calvin. It wasn't reading Luther. Um, it wasn't reading any, any particular person. Um, it was, like I said, the Bible that convinced me. Yeah, did I read books and did I, you know, learn how to explain these things better? Uh, other people helped me explain, um, you know, the wisdom of other men helping me explain these things. But yeah, of course. But that's not what convinced me. Like I said, it was the scripture and the scripture alone. Um, and so I would encourage, like I said, maybe you don't agree with Calvinism. Hey, if you want to dialogue about it, let's do it. You know, maybe. And like I said, I've, I've had debates on these issues, uh, you know, total depravity, unconditional election, uh, un uncondition yeah, unconditional election and limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. I've had. All every point of the tulip system, I've debated, I've dialogued about it, and like I said, every time I come to debate these issues, I I re go back to the scripture to see what is true. I'm convinced more and more of the claim that this system of thought is true, because it is. I believe this system of thought is what pulls out of what is scripture, is exegeting what's really there, and so. Um, if you're not a Calvinist, uh, hey, love you still. I pray that you will come to see that this is what the scripture teaches um, and that Calvinism, um, if held rightly, is not teaching you to follow Calvin, but the God that Calvin worshipped, the God that I worship, the God that whatever man is or woman is teaching this, telling it's pointing you to Christ, um, not back to the person who's teaching it. Um, and so one of the things I love about Calvinism is the high emphasis of God, the high emphasis of Christ. And his ability to do as he pleases. You know, like I said, I, I, I was in the Word of Faith uh, movement for quite a while. Uh, a year and a half at least, two years. But, you know, but as a genuine Christian, you know, I grew up I grew up in Word of Faith theology for all my life as I can remember. And the, it was a lot of emphasis on man and, and man, you know, God not being able to do certain things because man doesn't give him permission or man hasn't asked for certain things. And so... It was a very me-centered movement, and by the time, like by end of that movement, not even becoming reformed, I knew that thought process was wrong. I just didn't have a articulate way of explaining that why it was wrong. And so, um, man, it was Calvinism that got me more in Scripture. Calvinism. So let me talk about the blessings of Calvinism. Calvinism got me more in the text. He got me more into evangelizing. Evangelizing, believe it or not, uh, a common claim is that Calvinists don't evangelize. Man, it was it was a high sovereignty of God that actually led me to um, preach the gospel more to others. Because you know, when I was not reformed, I always felt like I had to have the right things to say, or they were not going to be saved, or or things like that, I was going to fail somehow. But man, it, becoming Calvinist really let the pressure go, knowing, just declare the gospel, declare what thus saith the Lord, right, has said, and get out the way, you know? <laughs> um, and so it, it really, really helped me trust in the Lord more when, when proclaiming what God has said, proclaiming the scriptures. And so 
so many blessings of becoming reformed or Calvinist um, that I could go into. But like I said, this is my journey. I don't want to make this video too long, but if there's someone out there struggling with this issue of Calvinism, because um, I, I get a lot of co uh, side compliments like this, like they'll be like, man, I enjoy your I enjoy your content. I just don't like your Calvinism. And all of my all of my content is derived from my Calvinistic perspective. Um, you know, uh, because I have a high view of the sovereignty of God, a commitment to the scriptures. Um, I believe in the total depravity of man. Those are interconnected when I deal with other other religions, when I'm critiquing other, uh, you know, issues, uh, videos. You know, my reform perspective sometimes bleeds out into those issues. And so, especially when you get into issues like apologetics, um, I believe the reason why I'm a presuppositionalist when it comes to apologetics, because I believe in the total depravity of man. Um, I, I believe I believe it's inconsistent to hold to a presuppositional apologetic. Uh, and not be reformed because I believe it is a reformed apologetic, um, which I've seen before people do because it, it really, you have to have a high view of God and a low view of man. But in a lot of uh, Christian circles, it's kind of the opposite way. And so it really just shifts your thinking, uh, Calvinism that is, uh, on life. You know, I remember, um, you know, when I first got introduced to the idea of election and predestination, you know, uh, you know, I started believing it. Then I started reading my Bible, and it, like, it's like, man, I saw it everywhere throughout the scriptures. You know, after that, and it, it was quite amazing to see, like, man, God is just, you know, sovereign over everything. You know, and so, um, so yeah, man, I I hope that you know, for those who disagree, I I still hope that my my content blesses you. Um, but I hope you would understand my perspective more. Uh, why I became a Calvinist, uh, why I became Reformed is not, like I said, not from a particular person, although there are influences that people that led me to like, hey, this is what Calvinism is, but it led me to go to the Bible. And so huge shout out to guys like Shyland, like I said, who who were teaching this and it led me to examine it from from a biblical perspective. And so, um, so yeah, man, and, and that's definitely all the things that so you know, a high sovereignty of God, Calvinism definitely flows out of my music. It flows out of my teachings. It flows out of my apologetics and evangelism. And so, so yeah, uh, if you're new, God bless you. <laughs> uh, hope you're enjoying the content. Hope this video explains my perspective a little more. You can see where I'm coming from when I, uh, you know, when new button, when new videos come out. Because I, I, I know I just dropped a uh, video on Abraham Piper. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, he, he apostatized because Calvinism is so dis disgusting. And that's, I mean, that's not why people apostatize, you know, biblically speaking. And so, um, yeah, it really just goes into perseverance of the saints and things like that. And so, man, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys for watching this video. Thank you for, uh, if you haven't subscribed to uh, the channel, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, All Things Theology, it's in the link below. Um, thank you guys for continuing listening, continuing supporting the podcast. It's very much appreciated. I'm, um, like I said, I've been getting a lot of, uh, man, the channel's been blowing up like the last month. A lot of new subscribers. So if you're subscribed, if you're watching this video, I hope you will stick around. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell so that you can uh, be aware when new content drops. So, hey, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys for watching. Grace and peace. Uh -huh.